Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. If I asked you, Lucky, what actor do you think holds the record for the most F-bombs dropped in films in their career, who would you think that would be? Ooh, it's got to be close. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson has got to be way up on that list. I would imagine Joe Pesci might be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those uh, kind of gangster movies. You're not far off with the Pesci. Okay. He's number one. Is he really? He said the F word 272 times in various movies. Right. But 241 of them were just in Casino. (laughs) 272 of all time, 241 in one film. Really? Al Pacino. So he didn't drop it that much in, in Goodfellas? I guess not. Al Pacino is second with 197. It's always been the rumor that Blink-182, the 182 is the amount of times he supposedly dropped the F-bomb in Scarface. Yes. Jason Mewes is in third of Jay and Silent Bob fame. Uh, Him and Jonah Hill tie at 183 apiece. All right. Leonardo DiCaprio, 141, uh, sorry, 144, and Seth Rogen at 140. So where's Samuel L. Jackson and all? Does the MF bomb does not count? I guess maybe they just counted F bombs, perhaps. I mean, if it was the MF bomb, of course it's Samuel Jackson. Right. Uh, he only made it into 20th place. He's got a meager 85 times. Oh, there's something wrong there. Yeah. The, this uh, website didn't just look at the F bomb. They also determined the actors who said the S word and hell the most. Denzel Washington is king of the S word with 84, most of them in training day. Right, yep. He's followed again by Jason Mewes and Seth Rogen with 80 each. Shia LaBeouf is 79. Ben Affleck and Sam Jackson, 58 each. Hell isn't as popular as the other two, but Pacino has it 49 times. That's a lot of research. Like, who went and sat oh, and paused and counted? I think Pacino would have said that the most in Devil's Advocate or something like that. Um yeah, so 49 times. That's right. Yes, as he played yeah, the devil. So someone's going back and counting all of this, watching all of these movies for this? I guess so. Or reading the script, or maybe they're searching. You yeah. just search on the word through the scripts, perhaps. Probably. Leo is second with 39. This is for the word hell. Followed by Dennis Quaid, 38. Keanu Reeves, 36 times. And Robert Duvall, 33. Where's Ryan Reynolds? He's not. Uh, they don't. It doesn't show up on this. Because you would think... You know, thinking back that uh, that he's dropped it a few times in his movies. Sure, well, in Deadpool. Especially Deadpool is what I was thinking, yeah. Or maybe it's not just him. Julia Roberts is the only female actor um, to uh, make the list. She dropped the S word and hell 40 times for the S word, 23 for the hells. Hmm. Yeah. Are we at the stage now where we still have to say the S word? I get the F word. That's probably never going to be allowed to be just used in general yeah. conversation, especially in our gig. Yeah. But I like is it like if we said the S word, is it that bad, really? Well, I mean, and that's where uh, you know, the TV shows Shits Creek right. really kind of opened up 
a lot of, yeah. a lot of worms for, for, for some broadcasters in the sense like, can we even talk about this show? Well, I'm sure but it's spelled differently. So it's not referring to the word itself. It's the family name. Yeah. Well, they, it, it was brilliant in their development of like with the C. Uh, behind the S and the two T's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm sure when they pitch that to a lot of networks, they're like, "Well, love the idea. Can we change the title?" Right. Yeah. Can it be uh, Turner Creek? Yeah. <laughs> Does it have to be Shit's Creek? It's funny, as I was saying, you know, is the S word like, is it even that bad of a word? And then you said Shit's Creek, and then I, it scared me for a second. Yeah. I, oh my God, he just said it. Or would you, would he, <laughs> but I didn't. You didn't. I you said know, the name of the town. That's right. It was a TV show. But yeah, like when does a word lose its offensiveness? Right. Uh, for some, it doesn't. I guess. You know, even the word, you know, hell or to say goddamn. Yeah. Oh, the one Maria right? hates that. Yeah, yeah. She can't stand that. Um, and, and still, it's, it's funny when you see what gets bleeped sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember like, you watching movies late night on City or whatever it would be, and they would bleep out like the M, but not the F. Right, right, right. <laughs> because at late night they were allowed to put it on there, yeah, but not the MF bomb. Right. Yeah. See, to me, the S word is not that offensive. Like the word stool, as in stool sample, right. is grosser to me. Yeah. And more offensive than the S word. Obviously, you've reached the age where it could be an appropriate word for you, and it comes out of your mouth more often <laughs> than some <laughs> other, many other words. Yes. You know, but I, I, I get it. I mean, do I want to hear my kids, you know, saying it to each other all the time? Probably not. Have you heard them yet drop like an F bomb? Uh, uh, I don't know about the F bomb, but I've heard them swear. Yeah. Yeah. It especially, is kind of cool when they use it in context. Uh, yeah. But well, especially amongst their buddies. And amongst their buddies, I don't find it cool. I just find it annoying. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because they're not, because in the room, it's just, they, they, they look like little kids. Right. You know, sometimes and they're, they're just trying too hard to be cool oh, okay. by using it. Right, right. Meanwhile, that's all they hear out of their father's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 30 years ago uh, today, Lucky, uh, the lovely Maria took a bride. (laughs) (laughs) She's been carrying you ever since. Yes, sir. On this day, 1992. 30 years. We walked down that aisle. And um, so I've been, you know... Since today is the day, I should probably figure out what we're doing tonight. So I was in a bit of a mad scramble uh, yesterday. And it turns out that a lot of, uh, unless you want to go to a chain restaurant, but a lot of your mom and pop or your, you know, solo uh, restaurants, fine dining type establishments, a lot of them are not open on Mondays. So I think it's going to be uh, the bowling alley for the lovely Maria. <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll go grab a BLT at our favorite diner. Right. And then off to see the, the ladies of the night for a, a whiskey wrap-up. Oh, there you I go. Think so. I think that'll be lovely. Get her a gift? Well, here's the thing. So if you remember back to my uh, my story of buying her the kazoo on our 24th, because I think 24 was musical instrument. Or okay, was it 25? Uh, 27. 27 was music. Was it 27 was music? Yeah. Thank you for remembering. Right, yeah. And I had bought her the kazoo because yeah. I thought that would be funny. And then, when, of course, when I looked on the back of the box, it said, hum, don't blow. And <laughs> I didn't get my gift either. <laughs> so take a guess at what the gift is for 30. I'm just looking at it. 
Someone's getting a necklace. <laughs> Are you going to wear that to work tomorrow? <laughs> Never going to take it off. <laughs> Just wondering. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> As we know, politics has gotten very strange, and the people involved seem to be getting weirder and weirder and more oddball. All the time. It just seems like I think with social media, you know, if you say something absurd, then you get clicks and you get views. And so it seems like certainly in the States, but it's happening here now as well. Oh, definitely. You know, you know what? I'll tell you this. The one word I've had enough of is radical. Mm. Uh, everyone. It, it, radical ideas are those that are so far out there mm-hmm. that they're, you know, beyond what normal thought would have been. That's a radical idea. Now, uh, you know, in, in the era that we are in politics, and it's not just Trump-esque and the Marjorie Taylor Greens who are using this word as a keyword. Everyone is using mm-hmm. this word. Uh, if you don't agree with what I say, all of a sudden you're radical. Well, it, it doesn't go to that end. This is radical. A politician in the States decided he would make a porno <laughs> of himself to try to get people interested in his platform. That would be a radical idea, yes. I don't want to see your platform. <laughs> he released a sex tape, and uh, one of his uh, one of the uh, points on his platform is sex positivity. He thinks sex should be not shouldn't be so taboo and wants to legalize prostitution. So he decided to hire an X-rated actress, made a porn that nobody saw. He posted it on Pornhub and nobody watched it. Zero hits. So he had to go and do some interviews and promote his porn. That's not radical left or radical right. That's radical up and down. (laughs) What did he call it? Uh, He called it... Premature polling? I had the name here. Where was it? Stuff in the ballot box? Something like that. There's gotta be good, like, there's so many good names. Yeah, I know, and it wasn't that good. Bucket List Bonanza. Oh! Bonanza. Man. Yeah, that's not good at Did all. Did they do it in the voting booth? Stuff was in the there, ballot box. Is there a theme box. to it? I don't know. I, I haven't watched it. <laughs> I will this afternoon. I've got questions now. So it all happened uh, in New York. This is an American thing. But now that it's happened there, obviously, we're gonna see it here. Soon enough, coming to your you porn. Pumping Pierre Polyev. <laughs> the godfather of the grill is on the line for Holinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Teddy, how are you? Not too shabby. Ted has uh, been doing these terrific cooking videos, YouTube and TikTok, Instagram, and I've had the pleasure of being involved uh, a couple of times, and one of the things we made one time at the Casa Barbecue was jerk chicken. Right. And Ted makes a terrific uh, jerk chicken. And so it was posted, and uh, are the, uh, what's the title of the video? Is it Godfather of the Grill, Ted? Is that what they're called? Yeah, Ted Reader, uh, Godfather of the Grill. Yeah, so people, go look them up. They're, they're, they're terrific. There's all there's a bunch of them there now. And it's Ted in his backyard with friends uh, grilling. And uh, so this... this uh, this uh, Jamaican, I think he's a comedian. He's a comedian, yeah. I guess he stumbled upon <laughs> Ted and I. <laughs> and he does reaction videos to things he finds online, it's, especially food ones. It's terrific. So take a listen to this, a Jamaican comedian reviewing Ted Reader's jerk chicken. For a fat white guy, I make a pretty good jerk. Man, if you're a fat white guy, make a pretty good jerk. So, yo, make sure you look at... You know, 
Yo, normally big people can cook good still, you know. Yeah. Scotch bonnet pepper. All right, you might be right. Check for them. Greens, cooler. These are the mildest. These are the hottest. No. No, they're all just fine. Yeah. Yo, I want to be pepper. No matter the color, you know. Scotch bonnet, no matter the color. It hot. Hot, hot, hot. I've got a mixture of little salt, black pepper. All right. Pimento. Pimento. Pimento, brother. Just a pimento. Pimento pepper. Me, it's when I'm called pimento allspice. Pimento, it's me. Pimento. It's that pimento pepper. You get that distinctive flavor. Grind it up a bit, okay? Grind it up. I like at this point little beer. Man, say light like a beer. I want to play the red stripe. Hey, you don't say he must have a Jamaican wife. His wife must be Patsy Gloria. Marcia, yeah, Marcia, he look like him there with a Marcia. You know, dance out, make sure you wash the chicken doing a big man. But it's not blowing our heads off, because I only use two chips. And he make that? The fat white man doing thing. And and saying fat because he called himself that, so nobody not come to talk about, oh, you can't call people fat, he called himself that. He say, for a fat white man, he say from the beginning, he do good. Marcia, you do good. You do good, Ted. You do good. Now, first question, do you have a Jamaican wife? <laughs> no. No, my wife is not Jamaican. <laughs> but the uh, the Jamaican comedian was very impressed. Now, the video is great because once you presented the jerk chicken all cooked, you, the look on his face of like, that's why he says, oh, the fat white man? Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks really good. <laughs> It was terrific. So how did you do yeah. it, Ted? What What is the key to making a good jerk and jerk chicken? Well, the the, the key is, uh, is is good quality ingredients. But making a jerk uh, a jerk sauce classically it uh, involves thyme, scallions, Scotch bonnet peppers, and uh, and pimento, uh, Jamaican peppercorn, and um, it, it's the pimento has a similar flavor between pepper and uh, allspice. Okay, and that's really the, the the four main ingredients that go into jerk. And so, when when I've spent a lot of time in Jamaica, and I've enjoyed the the, the flavors of the island, and really uh, tried to make it as authentic as I could with the ingredients that I could get, and it kept it simple. And I ground the, the, the pimento and, and added in my thyme and my scotch bonnets. And, and you don't have to make it super stupidly hot. You can just use one chili or two chilies. You make it to the heat level you want. Uh, we had taken chicken legs that day. We scored them. I brined them in that, that mixture of the jerk paste, let it get the full flavor. Um, and, and we drizzled it with a little bit of beer and we, uh, grilled off some oranges and squeezed that over top. And that was really it. Yeah, it was really, they really good. Them up and simple. Yeah. Now, can you, when it comes to doing jerk chicken, should you stick with the dark meat, so the legs and the thighs with the skin on, or can you do a nice jerk paste just over a, uh, skinless, boneless chicken breast? Yeah, you can put it on any cut of, of chicken that you want. You can put it on wings. You can put it on the legs, the drums, the thighs, the whole bird. Hmm. And what about uh, and what get about those flavors? Can you do jerk on uh, any other meat? Can you do it on pork? Could you do it on beef? Definitely pork. Yeah. Yeah, definitely pork. Okay. Um, beef, it, it doesn't really blend itself. It works, but it's jerk has traditionally been on pork, on chicken, and then on uh, on seafood, fish. Okay. And it, it's a very, I, I remember 
Oh, years ago, we were filming uh, King of the Q, mm-hmm. and uh, we were in Jamaica, and we had, uh, we were traveling all over the island, and we ended up in the in where they say that jerk originated in Jamaica was a town called Boston Bay, <clears throat> and they had uh, there was a a jerk pit there that we went to, and at early early in the morning they had slaughtered the pig, and cleaned the pig, and butterflied that pig out. And then they built their fire and raised above the hot coals. They had um, uh, branches, thick, thick, or trunks of small pimento. And they laid that all across in a grid pattern. And then they laid the, 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 the seasoned up the pig with the jerk uh, seasoning. And then they laid it butterflied on top of the pimento wood and covered it over with a, a sheet of tin. And then it cooked over those coals and they fed hot coals underneath the uh, underneath the pork as it cooked. And it cooked for hours and hours and hours. And when it was ready, they chopped it up and they gave it to you and they had some hot sauce on the side. And it was very simple and it was really delicious. It was amazing. And you're, you're there and like the pig was super fresh. Mm. And Ted, if, if, you're, crazy. if you're using a smoker, if, if you get that pimento wood, will that give you some jerk flavor into the food you're cooking too? Completely. The, 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 the flavor that comes from pimento, uh, wood is pretty incredible. It used to be available in Canada, but it's no longer. It's, uh, um, you know, the, the CFIA doesn't allow it into the country anymore because oh. um, they don't have the, the process for uh, processing it properly in, in terms of what our government regulations are. So you have to, you know, you can, if you're going to Jamaica, um, pick up a satchel of uh, pimento chips and hopefully you can get them home. Hmm. And it adds a big, and you don't need a lot for it to, to give you great flavor and great color as well on your on your food. Wow. This is how my life always works. When Ted was doing King of the Q, he was filming in Jamaica. Now I'm involved in his filming and I only get to go to his backyard. That's, that's how my life works, Ted. When are we going to Jamaica to film Godfather of the Grill? Yeah, bound to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ted, if people want to talk to you about jerk chicken or any other grilling, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you're going to find me on uh, social media at Ted Grills. Mickey Mouse has an older sister named Felicity. Felicity Mouse. Okay. Uh, she's uh, the uh, mom to his uh, nephews, but uh, has never been seen in any of the cartoons. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess uh, I never never wondered if he had siblings, but he did have nephews, so right. it makes sense. That's right. Yeah. It's funny, though, that they've given her a name but never included her. Right. Hmm. Catherine Hepburn is the only person who's ever won the Oscar for Best Actress four times. Oh, all right. You, th- you think it would be uh, Meryl Streep? Because she seems like she wins every oh, year. Well, she's nominated almost every yeah. year. But she hasn't won, yeah, that many. On the uh, the male side of the uh, the actor scale, Daniel Day Lewis is the only uh, person who's ever won the Oscar uh, for Best Actor three times. Right. So Catherine Hepburn is the all time reigning champ of oh. Oscar wins. The Ford Model T could run on gasoline or fuel made out of hemp. But when oil prices started dropping, Ford phased out the hemp option. We need to bring that back. Could we? Yes. The electric cars are too expensive, but I'd go with a hemp model (laughs) right about now. Put your roach right in there. Uh, I heard the other day somebody talking about buying an EV uh, Mustang. 
Yes. Yeah. Now, they're nice. I've seen them. I'm sure they're nice. But doesn't that seem to fly in the face of what a Mustang is the supposed power, to be? The power muscle yeah. car. Yeah. yeah. Marlboro cigarettes were initially targeted at women. So Philip Morris created the Marlboro Man to let men know it was okay to smoke them as well. Really? Yeah. That they men needed to know that. I guess they needed the push. Maybe at the time they were like a like a slim long cigarette. Remember, there was a time with cigarettes, and I think they were called Virginia Slims in the states. Yeah. Where uh, th- they were geared towards women because they were more delicate. Weren't the menthol like that as well? I think so, probably. Um, and. Would it make more sense to have a man like? Is that what they wanted? They wanted a rugged man to let men know they could smoke rather than just using you know scantily clad women and Budweiser back then, like the Bud Girls. This is how dumb we were back then too. We thought smoking menthol cigarettes was better for you. (laughs) Oh, it's got menthol. It's got to be fine. So, what was Camel's theory behind all of that then? (laughs) You liked humps. Um. Speaking of, of cars and odd things, so we was mentioning the uh, EV Mustang. When I worked as a car jockey, in between being a disc jockey, right? Uh, I uh, I remember parking a few fairly nice cars, but one of them always made me laugh, and it happened a few times where I get into a really nice like Porsche, and it would be uh, automatic. Yeah. So you're like in this beautiful sports car, and you go tick tick. Put it in drive and just go. <laughs> when you're driving a sports car like that, you want to work the gears. Now they're everything's automatic, yeah. but they have like the paddle shifters if yeah. you want to. Yeah. Remember the uh, artist Peter Cetera? Yep. He wrote the song "Glory of Love." Yeah, the Karate Kid used that. That's right, but it was supposed to be in Rocky Four. Really? But the studio decided not to use it, so it became the theme song for Karate Kid Part Two. Hit number one on the Billboard charts and got an Oscar nomination. No kidding. He wrote another song too called uh, "Daddy's Girl," I think it was for um, for three men and a baby. Oh, really? That movie too it was a good one. Huh? And he was a member of Chicago. I yes, think, right? yes, he was. Let's see here. I didn't know this was uh, something that um, people debated. But in volleyball, it's legal to kick the ball. Can you kick the ball or you can just have it deflected off your foot? Like you can use your foot. Well, I guess whatever keeps it off the ground, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm sure if it's heading for the ground and you've tried to get it with your hand, but all of a sudden you can just get your foot under it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think in your serve you're, you're allowed <laughs> to punt it. launch it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob Reiner. Really wanted to direct one of your all-time favorite movies. He wanted it so bad, he offered the director who had been hired $2.5 million to take over. He also wanted to replace the actors who had the roles. He wanted Tom Cruise and Harrison Ford to star in... Tom Cruise and Harrison Ford together in one of my favorite movies. So it's got to be like an action movie of some sort. Shawshank. Really? Yes. Tom Cruise. Yeah. It would have happened in space. <laughs> well, he would have fit through the tunnel. <laughs> a little more believable than yeah. Tim Robbins climbing through there. Yeah, Tim Robbins is a big guy. You're right. That's a good point. The tradition of the late night talk shows starting at 11.35 p.m. goes back to the early 90s when the networks wanted five extra minutes for the news to cover the Gulf War. Oh, really? Well, that's because they were getting their arse handed to them by CNN at the time. Yes. They were just covering it constantly. I wonder, uh, of course, it would never go back, right? No. 
Not now. You got that five minutes. You're not giving them up. The guys making the Blair Witch Project had so little money that they returned one of the cameras they used for a refund once they were done filming. Really? Yeah, I think they made it like on a budget of, I don't know, like it was five figures. It was really low. Really low. And it made millions they of dollars. Can, uh, they can buy a camera now. Did you sit through it? Did you watch Blair uh, Witch? I started, I was one of those that, that, that couldn't take it. Yeah. Like it got a little, uh, like nauseous watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the camera shaking. I mean, it was a great concept and a terrific idea. And so many bought into the idea that it was real. Yeah. That the footage had been found. Yeah, it was a terrific, uh, terrific idea. Um, bees stopped buzzing during a total solar eclipse. Really? Yeah. And scorpion venom is the most expensive liquid in the world. Goes for about thirteen million dollars per liter. Million per uh, a liter. Who's getting a liter of scorpion venom? Why do you need that? You need it supposedly for next level medicine that it could include fighting things like malaria, bone disease, and even cancer. Oh, well, whose job is it to squeeze <laughs> it's on your a liter of venom out of a scorpion? I'm a professional scorpion squeezer. <laughs> Been doing it for years. My father was one. My grandfather was one. Yeah. Suck it right out of those suckers. <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.